Hello and welcome back to Pharmacist Diaries, the podcast that reveals the secret lives of pharmacists from where their journeys began, where they are now and everything in between. I am your host Anisha Patel and on today's episode I am joined by my wonderful husband to reflect on 2020 and what 2021 has to offer. I talk a little bit about my journey into my new role as the academic link pharmacist and specializing in pediatric palliative care, doing a little bit of formulary and also still continuing my work with King's College London but this time with the postgraduate team. We also sit down and reflect about how coronavirus has changed our routine, what we've done to stay healthy and well during this time, how we've managed stress, and also the changes that we have to deal with parenting. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, what are we going to talk about? Um, The last few months, my new job. New job? Yeah, I went into a new job in November. Did you? Is that only (laughs) since November you had this job? (laughs) Yes. Really? Feels like you've been doing this job for ages. I didn't know it was just November. Where have you been? I don't know, but lots happened since November. November <laughs> feels like it was November feels like it was a year ago. Where what are we? And middle of twentieth of Jan. Gosh, November wasn't that long ago. So what happened in November? You got a new job. And did we move in November or was it October? We moved in I think the last week of October. Yeah, I think that's probably why I forgot that you had a new job because no, you were commuting to London when we lived in Kings Langley. <laughs> I feel like you've totally lost it. Oh, so you mean your new job as in your new permanent job within the same company? Yes. Okay, so you can see how the confusion is there because you said my new job and I'm thinking, gosh, you've been working in the same place for so long. It's not a new job. But what you're saying is that so to clarify for people that are listening, you got a new, in fact, why don't you explain it? <laughs> I finished my maternity contract with Evelina. And What's a maternity contract? Because that sounds like something you would get when you're pregnant. <laughs> no, I covered someone else's maternity in a 12-month maternity contract. And somebody else was on maternity leave and then you stepped in to do their work while they were on maternity leave and the duration of which was 12 months. Yes. Okay. All right, carry on. (laughs) And I got offered um, a new position at Evelina as a pediatric pharmacist and still with my link um, to King's College London. But this time I've moved to the postgraduate team, which is so exciting. Cool. So you're working with King's College lecturing or you were lecturing obviously now you're not or are you doing online lectures i don't i haven't seen you do any but i haven't um taught much so far Mm. but you were before you're doing it in person before covid yeah yeah Mm. okay at the moment i'm doing a more operational role because i work on wednesdays and the teaching is on tuesdays Mm. so i never really have the opportunity to teach so i'm kind of working in the background okay so new job I think because we moved at the same time as your new job, it doesn't feel like yeah, if it's just all it's all merged and obviously we've been going through COVID and Christmas, so it just feels like everything I think everyone's feeling this time is just like it doesn't really mean anything at the moment. It's one day one week is pretty much the same as the other. Mm. Um so 
what I'm interested to know is working in a hospital in London in the height of COVID in an area, of course, where London obviously is uh, majorly affected because of COVID. We decided to move here as well, which was a bit strange and silly in hindsight. But anyway, um, um, having said that, where, we, where we've moved from is also in a high um, infection rate area. So, um, but not as mad as London. Uh, what, just to keep it on track with what this podcast is about, what have you been doing for your own health and well-being to survive working in a very stressful environment? And what have others in your workplace been doing to help get through this? Well, I have you and Lily to survive, which is a lot more than some of my colleagues who are alone. So I'm quite grateful for that Um, because I have the company. I have someone to come home to, which some people don't, which can be really lonely during COVID. Um, But since we moved, which was one of the reasons why we moved for my commute to be a little bit better, I started running twice a week to work, which is six miles. So I kind of wake up at, I still wake up at five. Um, I was enjoying um, coffee relaxing got ready and left the house about 6 15 and it takes me an hour to run there it was quite nice in the wit like not in the winter but in december when all the christmas lights were on and it was pitch black the whole hour and there was barely anyone on the streets you know going through oxford street looking in the shop windows with all the lights on and the christmas lights but no one on the roads it was really weird but i really liked it because I felt like I was one of the only people out, um, except, you know, the street cleaners, dustbin men, and a few um, kind of commuters. Um, so I was doing that, which I, I stopped a bit in December, and I need to um, restart doing it, because I was in a really good routine. And I used to get to work at 7.15, have a shower, I did some stretching in the office, and then um, I get ready for work at eight, have my breakfast, etc. Um, it just takes quite a lot of preparation, but it's definitely worth it because um, on those days I'm so productive. I'm really happy to be at work. You know, I get so much more done, which makes me feel like I've achieved something. Plus, I use my commute as my form of exercise and I always listen to podcasts and audible so I it's kind of like my three-in-one combo education exercise and commute um so I save a lot of time doing that outside of working hours I I miss the commute for that same reason and it was only the other day when I had to um drive you know, more than five or 10 minutes. And I put on a podcast. Uh, I had to take my car for us for a service. Remember? So it was like a 35 minute drive. And I thought, Oh, I could put on a podcast. And actually I really missed, I realized that as much as it's great being at home and the convenience factor of doing online sessions. And obviously I, I was talking yesterday to a friend, how I can now do multiple coaching sessions back to back you know, so nine to 11, 11 to one, whereas before you wouldn't be able to do that because I'd be nine to 11 in one venue. Then I'd have to go to a different venue. Obviously you can't 
start straight away at 11. So they, that, that commuting time. So that was inconvenient. But however, the thing I do miss about commuting is listening to podcasts because I have fallen behind massively on all the podcasts that I love. Um, and I've just not had a chance to listen to them. And, and I can't, I'm not the kind of person that can put it on in the background while I'm at home. I know a lot of people do, do, do that. But for me, if I'm reading or working on the computer, I like to have, I don't, I might have, I might have music on in the background, but I can't have a podcast on because I want to pay attention to it. I want to, you know, in, really engage in the conversation. So yeah, I, I just, I think using that time, you know, I guess it's a way of habit stacking, isn't it? It's, mm, you know, using completely. time where you're, where, I, where I'm normally driving, for example, to learn. You pl- put on a podcast, it's educational and you learn. And of course, now you're doing that with your commute you're getting to run your commute which again is one of the huge benefits it's one of the reasons we moved to london right it was was say you were closer to work and we could enjoy being that close to central london so we could run or walk to the park so of course we've not been able to make the most of it since we've been here but you know commute to work is a commute to work so if you can run it why not yeah it's really useful and i thoroughly enjoy it i really do I'm happy on those days. Not that I'm unhappy on the other days, but it feels really good to be able to run to work. I've never lived so close to my workplace, so it's really cool for me. People wouldn't call five miles close to to as in terms of a commute, but <laughs> um, it's it's doable. I mean, it's doable. Yeah, it's an hour. It's an hour's running, yeah, right? And for it's you. slow. Yeah. And it's slow. I'm not trying to like go fast. You know, I log my time and everything, but I don't really pay attention to it. It's just for enjoyment um so yeah that side of um kind of the new job has been amazing so what about other people so you've been so there's quite a lot you pick picked on or you talked about there about what you're doing you're doing a bit of stretching you're getting your exercise in um being close to home i guess is a little bit of a stress reliever so you know think about when you used to finish work before and you would have to literally sprint to the station to to make a specific train because if you don't make that train then the next one's not until half an hour later whereas now that uh, obstacle of getting home is, is has gone and of course you do get home in a much shorter period of time so that must feel good oh yeah i love it it's so much easier there's zero stress towards the end of the day because if i need to stay late and i just stay late and i know i'm going to catch a train within two minutes of kind of getting to the station and it's 25 minutes on the train one train i just listen to my podcasts and um i'm home in no time and it really reduces my stress levels um and kind of the worry of kind of getting home or missing a train or a train being cancelled um so i feel like i have a lot of options to get home even if Bakerloo line didn't work we could find another option while when we lived a bit further away that was always a worry towards three four o'clock in the afternoon I start getting anxiety thinking about being stuck at Euston yeah and I would get a message saying you missed the train and it'll be like oh god that's no I know that means it's another hour at least before we saw you and um and Lily as well she would she would she would miss you so for her it'd be disappointing I think I think we've noticed a difference in her, haven't we? Since you have been around a lot more um, in those hours, you know, in the morning as well, specifically, you, you know, you're here 
uh, a lot more than you were. She sees you more than she saw you before. And of course, in the evenings as well. Yeah, the fact that she just sees me, even if it's for a few minutes, makes a big difference for her. When before I might go two or three days and not even see her at all. Just maybe five minutes in the morning or nothing. So that's a lot better. I mean, but the weird thing is here, she sleeps in till so late. So sometimes I'm really just waiting for her to wake up um, in the hopes to see her. Otherwise, I have to run away and she gets disappointed. But in general, there's a lot more consistency as well with when I'm around, when I'm not. She understands I work from home on Wednesdays. She understands that's the day I get to drop her to school and she's so happy and she gets really excited. Um, So yeah, those small things do make a big difference in terms of yeah just general stress um forget covid it's genuinely just much easier for me um and a lot of positive things have come out of moving here but then i also feel that a lot of negative things have probably come out of this move as well which we yeah didn't think about but we're learning from and we can only kind of take note and and make improvements to our environment in order to be happy yeah i guess no there's no there's no perfect scenario so i think you just take the take the positive and and you learn from the things that maybe you you don't you don't want so much or you haven't enjoyed so much um going back to sort of health and well-being at work so what what are the people doing what are what's happening you know within the the your team or what do you see or you don't have to obviously name specific people but is there are you talking to other people about what they're doing to to keep themselves well in this in this time of, of high stress for for you guys at the on the front like just to be clear you work in well you can explain yeah i mean most of my listeners know where i am but maybe yours don't um but i work at the evelina london children's hospital so i'm a pharmacist yeah um, so yeah, I go to work every day, um, except Wednesdays where I work for Kings. Um, yeah, so other people, I mean, one pharmacist I work with loves playing the piano. So she posts a lot on Instagram about practicing piano. And she tells me that even, you know, she got COVID at one point. So she was at home and I was like, what did you do to pass your time? Cause she was on her own, with no one around, um, for 10 days. Like her friends were helping her with food deliveries um and she said she played the piano and did a lot of yoga um which really helped her to pass the time quite a few people are are cooking um one of the pharmacists actually is baking all the time um one of my colleagues husband is a chef and he's not working at the moment so he is basically cooking so much food for them and he's really you know making the most of his time at home and just cooking food for her you know his wife and son um but my my colleague obviously she's just like i cannot eat this much you know he's making such rich amazing food but um i'm gonna put on so much weight (laughs) um so yeah people are are trying different things um that's really important isn't it just just to touch on that topic it's it's finding a hobby and i think we we coach this in our program on on ndpp about having using hobbies as a way to de-stress we, we have we do a session on stress and, and we talk about de-stressing and finding ways to do that and finding a hobby is a really really good way the biggest obstacle people 
throw at me when when we say you know you should find a hobby and, and engage in a hobby to help yourself de-stress is time i don't have time and look i appreciate that especially now people have got maybe you know kids at home both parents at home trying to homeschool you know and, and work at the same time so time you know some it's interesting because some people think they have or some people perceive they have more time because they're at home and Maybe they don't have the distractions of going out. Whereas other people like parents, if you've got two parents who are working and they're not critical or essential workers and they can't still send their children to school, then they've got two parents at home. They might have multiple kids at home and then they're going to be homeschooling as well. So look, you know, so it's, I want to be clear that just because we're at home doesn't mean we have more time, but some people definitely don't have time. But not having the time for a hobby means that the time that you have got, you are probably investing in someone else or for somebody else, right? So I can't, I don't have time, Sanjay. I've got work to do for my boss or for my employer. I can't, I don't have time, Sanjay, because I've got children to look after. I don't have time, Sanjay, because I've got elderly parents to take care of, or I've got neighbors to, to watch on all of these things, right? And these are all real life things that people are going through, but all that time has been invested in other people. And if you're not the best husband, father, mother, parent grandparent neighbor friend if you're not if you if you if you want to be the best version of those people then you have to be the best version of yourself and if you're chronic you know chronically stressed and, and and you know don't have time to make for yourself to feel a little bit de-stressed then those other people are you, you know you're not going to be able to be the best version of those other people so i think finding some time and even if it's you know a small amount of time it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time to do something for you it might just be listening to one 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 music track you know put your headphones on just close your eyes and listen to the song and and, and you just listen to one that you enjoy and just do that once a day yeah or a couple of times a week you read a few pages of a book or you know your friend's practicing piano and doing a few you know 10 minutes of just practicing the piano or whatever it might be arranging flowers and whatever your hobby is whatever gives you that feeling of feeling de-stress and there's so many things that we can point to but that's really important um you know and we're fortunate because we enjoy exercise as a way of you know it's kind of a hobby as well as uh, good for us physically and mentally and uh, we 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 have we have that as an avenue as well as, as as well as other things i think i've spoken about your adult coloring book which you know you you sometimes you sometimes engage in i've talked about that in my program maybe not in the podcast but it's things like that you know i think you you sometimes just take that on and, and do a few minutes of coloring and that can also be quite quite a good way mm, yeah definitely um it's nice to see that all these people are kind of like pursuing some side passions one lady actually she loves choir and she obviously can't go and sing with people and they've, they're doing it via zoom and she's so happy she's like i'm connecting with people all over the world who like similar music to to me which is quite amazing because a lot of things now have become international um, because of the online, you know, online world. And it's, yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah. So finding hobbies people are doing, which is great. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think whatever, whatever that can be, it's important to find that time, um, to, to do that. Um, I think everyone's, 
everyone's living this experience in a different way. We have different experiences and different perceptions on it, uh, different perspectives of people like you who are going out every day and you have to use a tube and all of these things, whereas other people are just completely blocked off from, from reality and, 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 and the world and other people. So everyone has a slightly different perspective on it. But um, yeah, just having that time, especially for those yeah, you know, who may be just sat at home and, and, and are shielding or are staying indoors more than they normally would. And I think it's important for those people to, to find something to do that, that involves not just, you know, sitting around watching TV and there's nothing wrong with sitting around watching TV, but if that's all you're doing all day long, then I think trying to find some way of engaging in some physical activity whether it's just more walking around the house or um you know doing a little bit of gardening or going for a small walk you know in the garden if you don't want to go out in the street i can understand that might be the case for people i think it's so important that people do realize that we need to make sure that we uh, just just keep the body functioning and, and keep our, our mental health and our mental mental wellness in check uh, and the, i've seen a lot of um talk about this and a lot of articles and newspapers and headlines so it's great that the awareness is there there's an advert on a radio actually at the moment which is really cool and i've heard it a few times where they talk about just take a couple of moments in your day just to breathe and they tell you what to do it's really cool that i'm seeing this information becoming more widespread because this is exactly what i said at the set when i first sat out doing this podcast just want to get the understanding that you know, doing things for your mental health should be as 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 common as five a day, as common as um, you know, get your fr- eat your fruits and vegetables. I want people to be aware of this and, and using this platform. But now I can see that it's it's definitely widespread, and and it's this situation that we're in that I think that has forced that to come to come forward that's accelerated the pace at which people are talking about it you know there's lots of things on men's health and men you know coping with this situation and them not coming out and talking there's a lot more awareness around that so um, there's there's a lot of positives in in that sense so yeah just finding that time um, is is really really important I was reading to, I mean, talking about kind of like finding the time and being aware, um, kind of having an awareness of what's happening around you and what you can do with your time. I was speaking to um, Lily the other day, reading that story about being aware of your feelings. And uh, um, in the story, um, you know, a teacher takes a child out of the room. There are animals in the story. She takes one of the animals out and she's explaining to him that when he's stressed out or worried, you know, he should do some breathing. And and she was just showing me how to do it. It was so funny, so cute how she actually really takes it seriously when we talk about um, feelings and when she's stressed or worried or scared, she can, you know, take some deep breaths and she was really getting into it. It's funny how uh, we're having to teach our children these kind of like coping mechanisms. But I think it's good. I think it's good to have a coping mechanism. I think it's good to to engage in these things and and uh, yeah maybe we didn't have those coping mechanisms when we were we were kids because and again this is through no fault of anyone's is the the awareness wasn't there from from the parents so i think having us having that awareness now would be criminal not to pass that on to the, the children and i know they're doing this in schools and nurseries you know they do baby yoga and they do some mindfulness exercises they're starting to do these things so clearly that's a, that's also filtering through into the education system to help to teach these kids because you know if we had that coping mechanism maybe we wouldn't you know have acted out or did the silly things that we might have done and you know when we were we were in our uh, uh, you know 
she's very young, but we were kids and, and then became teenagers, of course, and you have more freedom. So I think it's good that she's aware. Um, you know, I've done, I've done, I have done it for a while. Actually, I should start to do it again with her, but I used to do the um, Calm Kids on the Calm app. Oh, yeah. And I used to do, um, you know, this was back when we lived in, in the last place. I'd sit there and I'd put it on and we'd just listen and, and follow along. But she had, a, she, actually, I remember I, I, the reason I stopped doing it because she had trouble following along. So I was like, maybe it was, she was a bit too young. So maybe it's been a few months now. So I should try it again yeah. and see if she'll follow along. I think she will. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great way to get her engaged. The, the, the problem was because it was on the phone. She just wanted to look at the phone the whole time. <laughs> well, as opposed to just sit there, close your eyes and listen to the phone. So maybe I need to find a solution for that. But that's, yeah, that's another conversation. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's good that she's got that awareness. And now, yeah, I do this thing where I've taught her this thing about stamping her feet. You know, just if, you, oh, yeah. if you're- that's if you're, such a good idea. If you, when you're feeling cross, if you're feeling angry, just go into your room and stamp your feet and then come back happy. And and I've had, <laughs> and she's caught me out a few times as well and called me out and said, daddy, do you need to go and stamp your feet? And I've been like, yeah, okay, actually I do. And then I'll do this. So I have to do the same thing. And it's actually helping me as well um, become more aware of my actions and, and feelings. So it's good that she's got that. And you know, and all you have to say to her now, if she's starting to get a little bit angsty, is just like, do you need to go and stamp your feet? And she often just goes, yes, okay. And then she'll just run away and do it and come back fine. So it's good that, you know, uh, Again, I'm hoping that this is a way and she's actually genuinely doing it and feeling a little bit better. Um, so that's great that she's got that awareness. Yeah, she is so funny. She's becoming so aware. I mean, she's nearly three and a half. And her understanding of what's around her and her surroundings and environment is, is quite incredible for someone who's three. Um, and yeah, I learn something funny from her every day. She comes out with all sorts of crazy, but I love it because she's a bit like me. <laughs> ah. What else has been going on? Um, well, yeah, I've started my new my new job. Yes, your new job. My new How job. is the new job? <laughs> it's really good. So it's a combination of um, – a couple of days of helping out with our formulary, which is basically um, the medication list that we use for children at the Evelina. Um, what we can use freely, what we can use, you know, with restriction and kind of what's not allowed unless you get prior approval. Sometimes that could be like something unsafe or something really expensive. You need prior approval. So my job is really to make sure that that list and all the contents within that list are up to date, like it's clinically safe. You know, we, we provide information, um, not only to our own staff, but this is free on the internet. So anyone can access it. So, um, obviously we need to keep it up to date. And then obviously I'm working at King's on Wednesdays. And then my other part of the role is actually in palliative care for pediatrics, which I've fallen in love with because the team are absolutely amazing. It's a few consultants and a few nurses and me and all women. And we are just a dream team. They love me. I love them. We just work so well together and um having a pharmacist on board has really really changed things for them in terms of a specific person to support them with all their questions and queries and 
um, I really feel valued in that team and I really feel like I'm already a member. I've only been there for three months, not even. Um, so I'm really, really enjoying that. So yeah, it's a good job. I love the variety um, and all in pediatrics. Explain what um, palliative care is. So the pediatric palliative care services are basically children, babies, any newborns up to 18 referred to our team um, because they are acutely unwell or um, have a long-term chronic condition which would eventually basically cause them to pass away. Um, so sometimes they're newborns who who were definitely unwell um, when the mother was pregnant um, and it was identified and we kind of sometimes we even know antenatally that before the baby's born that actually they're not going to survive um, which is devastating for, for parents especially the mom who has to carry the baby the whole 40 weeks and knows it's unfortunately not going to survive for like usually it's a cardiology related issue with the heart um, and sometimes it's children who are acutely unwell they go to the ICU and for for one reason or another sometimes COVID related um, then they're not surviving um, so our team really looks after them and when they go home they go home on or if they do end up passing away at home instead of at hospital, we provide them with a lot of medications for different types of symptoms associated with um, dying. So um, we provide the parents with a lot of education around what medications we're going to use, why they use them, how much they need to measure out. You know, that they might not have had a child before, so they might not be used to using syringes or, you know, drawing up liquids and administering drugs to different locations it could be you know ivs it could be oral it could be under the tongue you know there's different varieties we have so um basically the pharmacist is providing support on the types of medications the dosages like um and then obviously making sure the parents get the medication and the education and information around it so Though it sounds really depressing, it's and it is obviously a very sad area of practice, which not a lot of people would probably choose to do. Um, but the work itself is very rewarding, and I really feel valued. I feel part of the team. We really do communicate well together. Um, and I have ownership because I'm the only one doing that job at the moment. So I feel like I can take full responsibility for something which makes me really happy. And the service is new. So happy days. I get to develop something. Like we've been talking about doing videos for the public, um, which will record and then post either on a private YouTube channel or an open channel for all parents who basically have palliative care children and it could be a support network for them um we provide them with information on medication side effects how to use syringes um, and then they can kind of bounce ideas onto us as to what types of videos that they want so that's something that's going to happen this year which i'm really excited about because it was my idea to begin with which was so fun I just get really excited about podcasting and youtube now it's good that you found something that gives you that that satisfaction and, and job, you know, job satisfaction. I think that was the, and that was the whole goal, right? While we came back from, from overseas was to, to get that back in your career. 
Um, and it's taken a little while, but it's good that you've found something that you, you enjoy and found an area of, of pharmacy and medicine, you know, or healthcare that, um, that you is a specialist, it's a specialism, it's a niche that you could, you know, really build a, a career in. And, you know, the demand, as you mentioned, it's not, not on a, it's not a place where many people want to go working with, you know, effectively dying babies, which is, you know, a tough, a tough place to be for anyone and dealing with pet. And as a parent yourself as well, I think that's one thing that I just, yeah, it's just me personally. I'm just like, wow, as a parent, and then to see all that, it's quite, it's for me, it's quite traumatic. And uh, I don't think I could, I could do what you do, but, um, so yeah, to find that is excellent. And, um, yeah, of course, getting excited about technology, which is, I know. Uh, <laughs> using social media and uh, not you know, like we're, we you, all the time in fact we've one of the things that you didn't mention that we've been doing for, for our health and well-being is um our technology cleanse in terms of screen time and not watching tv and not using the computer too much and so we've, we've actually dumbed down a lot and that's why you know you, you, you'll notice we were posting quite regularly on social media before and the last few months we haven't be, just for that reason we want to try and not be absorbed by it by it too much and that's been part of it so uh, but no yeah getting excited about using technology within the workplace and i think it's a great idea i think that you should have a youtube not forget you should have a youtube channel and showing people and advice and you know how-to videos because you know in this day and age that's where parents especially young mums who are coming up in this information age that's where they're going to go to first for their knowledge and their information and if they can find a trusted source um, you know, Evelina London Hospital who are giving you advice and information. And as long as, of course, that will be all vetted by, by the organization, then at least they know it's safe and, and they can, they can feel like they have that support. So I think it's a great idea. I know because young people, I'm sure they don't use Google as much. Sometimes they go onto YouTube to find a video instead. I will always just go, if I have a, if I want to figure out how to do something, I can't remember what it was the other day, but I will not even Google it. I'll go, it'll be YouTube and then search for how do I do this? And you're not young. And I'm not young. <laughs> so if I'm doing it, um, then definitely other people are using that because it's the video, you know, it's the how-to video that is is really popular on, on YouTube. It could be anything from how do I bleed my radiators to how do I, you know, update the software on my phone and these are the sorts of things that people you know just go who won't know how to do things and, and they'll, they'll go there so uh, absolutely for our other um types of obstacles or problems that we may come across yeah youtube is a, is a place to go and having said all that i don't have a youtube channel but it's something that's on the list and i'm, I'm just trying to deal with the, the the intricacies of audio um right now before i start adding video to the mix so all those people out there who are doing podcasts and recording the video and you've got immaculate audio i salute you because to me the the workflow that that extra just having that video component adds to your editing process and everything um not that i'm editing much nowadays in fact i'm trying my best not to edit and just publish podcasts the way that they are said because it just um i guess it sounds more natural and you know you leave in all the little bloopers and you know mistakes which is fine that's normal that's normal life so i want to try and make the podcast as normal life as possible and i think when i first started doing it i did over edit so uh, anyway that's a complete sidetrack i don't know how i got into that conversation <laughs> um what was i talking about oh using social media yeah so using youtube and, and but we've we've so we've cut down so that was that was another going back to the what are we doing for our what i asked you the question what are you doing for your health and well-being and i think one of the things that we're doing as a family is reducing our screen time and um 
making sure that we don't have the screen on after half eight uh, in the evening. Um, so we've been reading more. We've been listening to music. I know. And now I've been listening to more music on the way to work instead of podcasts. Recently, I'm getting really into it on Spotify. Um, and it's really quite relaxing. I always choose quite chilled out music. And talking about IT, I'm launching Asana tomorrow at work. I'm making it happen. I cannot sit back and watch people make lists on Excel any longer. I refuse. Project management, here I come because I'm changing how things work. I, I have to. I feel like I have a duty to IT. You know, the world is changing and the NHS is still so slow. I mean, not everywhere, but I just feel like we're not in a place where we're utilizing IT to work as a team and everyone is still re relying on Outlook, email and Excel sheets. But there's a there's a comfort, there's a habit, there's a habitual thing going back to habits, isn't it? It's, it's what people know. And I think, again, um, the, the people that you are probably working with are, I'm guessing, of a similar age to you, if not older. No, we've got some younger ones. Okay. And there's My age group is kind of the minority. They're either quite a bit older or um, still in their 20s. Yeah, even the younger generation, though, I'm really surprised. They're not tech savvy. I, ex I was expecting to learn from them. I was hoping to. But um, they, I think people they, just, I guess in the NHS as well, you've got to remember that it's quite a high pressure. There's, there's, there's the time to learn new, uh, you know, new ways of doing things, especially things like creating lists and managing projects. I think it's just, you know, at some point, somewhere someone was shown oh we do it on excel this is before we had any fancy project management tools and i think it, then that just gets passed down and that's what people end up doing so um i think it's quite normal but yeah if, if someone can come in and, and evolve that just by introducing you know one app whether it's slack or uh, whether it's something like asana or trello then yeah i think it's it's great that you're doing that yeah i mean i feel like in, in the NHS, we rely a lot on email and we always have to communicate with other people. And people have accepted that, you know, that their inbox is always full and they've got 150 emails to read per day. And I refuse. Like, you know, I'm filtering out emails so I never have to see them because a lot of the emails are, are junk. Um, so they're filtered into a separate folder. And so I, I refuse to accept that. But in terms of if I'm working on a project and I have to communicate with multiple people, I'm not going to drown people's inboxes with because they're never going to answer me. Projects are never going to get completed because people don't read my messages until like three weeks later. I don't have time for that. I need to get things going. You go. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> They'll listen. <laughs> they have to. It's getting launched tomorrow. Yeah, so um, tell us what you've been doing to kind of manage your health and well-being since we moved. I guess the same things as you've been doing. Um, lots of running, um, lots of lots of stretching actually at home. Uh, so in between calls, um, I've, I, I've said this before, I put this on a post just last week that I leave my yoga mat uh, flat next to my desk and I try, to, I, not try, I, I make sure that I do uh, 10 push-ups after every single phone call. So that could be amount that can amount to maybe you know ninety or a hundred push-ups in any one day. 
uh, doing that on most days if I'm if I've got that many phone calls. I'm if not, I will go down and just do some stretching. So if I have had like a, an hour and a half group session or an hour and fifteen minute group session, and I might have you know half an hour between, then I would just do some stretches. So I'll do like a ten minute stretching routine. So I'll do that multiple times a day. I've been watching TV whilst doing stretching as well. So I've got my uh, little cushion set up where you're sat right now, and I've got the blocks next to the next to the sofa, so I can just get out get them out and put the telly on and just again just do some stretching so that's really been good for me because it's flexibility is one of the things i've really been trying to work on over the last few years and it's it's definitely helped it's definitely in this time where i've not been doing as much as much strength training as i would like to apart from the push-ups and um some some stair climbs and things like that then this flexibility has really kept my body in in good shape so that's been my big my big thing um and diet, yeah, just since, I guess, well, we, Christmas, to be fair, November, that's why I'm saying it feels like since we move, we've just, we've been moving, we're settling in, we've been, then obviously Christmas came along and then I just felt like we didn't really get into a routine. If, if we think back to previous podcasts that we did and we were probably at that time in the middle of our 4am wake-ups and taking the picture of the, of the watch and posting it and doing our morning workouts, that was great because we were in this really good routine and I feel like since since then we obviously moved and we've not got back into that that level of routine but it's slowly it's getting back there and i think this is important and, and i'm okay with it i'm not i'm not beating myself up and i think i want other people to realize it's okay that maybe you maybe not be doing what you were doing before you just have to do the best that you can with what you've got available right now and i think that attitude and that switch of mindset for me and it and and i'm i'm being mindful not to not to slip into a comfort zone or uh, not to, you know, take it for and just think, oh yeah, it's okay. But I'm, I'm aware that I need to do more and I am doing more when I can, but on the days that I can't, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. So, um, but we're getting back into that, into that time. And I think as the weather improves, that will obviously make a big impact on how much we can do more outside as well. Um, and look, we are going outside. We went out for a walk today. We go out of Lily every weekend. We take her to the park and rain or no, rain or shine, right? We've got, we put all, put our wellies on. We've got our raincoats. So we, we still do it. But so yeah, it's, it's all of the, it's all of those things, but in a, in a, in a different, I guess in different ratios. Um, and actually for me, and I, I've, I've known this, but I actually wrote this down in my journal the other day was my work. My work is actually a stress relief for me, and that sound might sound crazy to some people, but my, I don't find my work stressful because I really, really enjoy it. When I'm coaching, I'm coaching on the diabetes prevention program, and I'm talking to people, and I'm educating, and I'm teaching, and we're talking about nutrition, we talk about managing stress, we talk about improving physical activity. When I'm doing those things, I really enjoy it, and I had a we have these we have these competency checks which are basically people our, our employer checking to make sure that we're still delivering according to what we're supposed to be doing right they're just checking that well, our, our competency is right and my competency check the, the lady even said to me she said look you clearly love what you do you can you comes across in the way that you talk to people and i do and i think i'm very lucky and i'm very fortunate that i've found a job where i actually look forward to doing the sessions and when I'm doing them and after the sessions I feel really good I feel like yeah I've done something good and I've enjoyed myself doing it so um yes look I have some difficult conversations with 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 some patients and some people who are struggling and that is uh, of course you know I empathize but it, I don't feel the same 
level of stress that someone else might do with their work about you know deadlines and targets and um, all these things. And I think I, I've come from a world where I did have that, and I I definitely didn't enjoy it. And I think I found a place where yeah, I do I do enjoy it, and um, it is yeah, it's it's great. That I've been able to continue to do it throughout this whole time, and I think that's really kept me. Uh, kept me you know on track and helped my mental health mental well-being and again i'm grateful that we're both considered you know essential workers at this time so we're we've been able to send liliana to to school or nursery pretty much well, throughout the whole time it was only a small per- brief period where we had a bit of a closure but um she's been in education the whole time so we've had the we've had the freedom to go out and work so yeah so for me it's been it's been all of those things, which is which is great. Yeah, I mean, you've done a really, really good job uh, to make the most of your time during the day. You should be proud, as you do a lot during the day already, and you plus you do a lot of the housework for me, for us. Um, while you're at work, whether it's the laundry or cooking us a meal, um, cleaning, and it takes that takes a lot of time, and it's still a lot of. It's a different type of stress having all those jobs, food shopping. Yeah, that is, that is. But I, so to me, that's just extra physical activity. And I think, again, I've just framed it. And maybe it's because I teach, this is why I coach people. This is what I tell, maybe because I'm telling people all the time about this, do, do your housework and do your vacuuming. And that's all you get your steps in and, you know, go out and carry your food shopping home and all these things. And, you know, again, that's one of the benefits for us living in London. I can walk to the shops, multiple shops, and I don't have to drive, but but I have to carry my shopping home. So yeah, I'll, I'll get in a day. Oh, I don't know what I've got today, but I'll get in a day easily. I've already got 10,000 steps today and it's what? It's not even, it's just gone three in the afternoon. So in a day, I'll easily rack up 10 to 15,000 steps because of doing all those things. And and that's great for me because that's what I would do on a normal day. If I was out and about going to my shifts, going between sites, parking the car, driving to the car, carrying all my, remember I used to carry the scales and the height stand and the, the flip chart paper and everything. I used to carry all this, this massive bag around with me, all that in a normal pre-COVID world, I would be getting 15,000 steps a day easy. So I'm actually managing to do, get that same level by doing all those things that you just said. So, hey, for me, it's great. That I've, I'm still able to maintain that level of activity. Like I said, the one thing that I really want to change and I will change is the level of strength training that I want to do. I think that's what I'm missing. I'm not being, not been in the gym. Gosh, for it's been a, over a year now. Yeah. Last January. I remember the beginning of January, I was still going to the, the, the previous gym. I was a member of where we lived before. And since then I, I haven't been. So it's been over a year since I've been to the gym. Yes. I've done some Pilates classes. I've been teaching Pilates as well. That was a great, I'm talking about stress relief. I really, again, I was fortunate to be asked back by uh, the company that I used to work for, uh, Chili Pilates, to go and teach some classes because they were short on instructors and they actually said, look, we want someone on a freelance basis. So I was really grateful to have that. And so there's a few weekends that I used to, again, it was my weekend, my, my time off, but I really enjoyed it. Just drive down to Hertfordshire and teach a few classes and come back. And again, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. And that was a stress relief for me. So, um, so I've been doing a bit of Pilates, but yeah, the strength training part is something I want to get back. I've not been in the gym and, um, I've got my kettlebell here, so I've got, I've got no excuse and I just need to do it. But yeah, I'm doing the push up, So I've, I don't feel like I've, I'm massively missing out, but I will, I will get some sort of routine going just like we had before that little workout we used to do in the morning was quite yeah. cool. So we could, we can do something like that again. 
Yeah, it should. we should try, actually. But I have been waking up a bit earlier than normal. It's because we were going to bed so late. Um, which we hate doing. But that was actually, over, yeah, that was during Christmas. We did. Yeah, but yeah. we allowed ourselves to enjoy. And just sort of not being in that usual kind of routine, um, which I do thrive from. But sometimes you need a break from it. But sometimes the break lasts too long. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been waking up a bit earlier and kind of doing my yoga. I got my car mat back on. So um, I, I did a little meditation session, which was good. Um, and it felt good to kind of utilize my time effectively and for myself, um, which I've been choosing to sleep instead, which actually I prefer waking up, even if I'm a tiny bit tired, I actually prefer, okay, I've started the day thinking about me, um, and just prioritizing my own well-being before my day begins. Um, it works for me, so I need to just um, keep setting my alarm and, and waking up and doing it. Okay, so I have a question for you. Oh, yeah? A year from today, I will be fill in the blank. Wow. So what are you going to do now, a year on from today? We just had, the, obviously, we're recording this nearly the end of January, but hey, it's still the beginning of a new year. So we just had a whole calendar year ago, which was crazy and, you know, unexpected. And we've kind of come out of it this, and we're still kind of in it and we're, we're used to it now. So what, what's going to happen between a year and now? So in a year from now, I will be. A year from now, I will be more consistent with achieving the goals I want to achieve. Because right now, I'm really good at going for it when I want to go for it. But then as soon as I've had a break or I feel like, okay, I deserve a week off or maybe I don't feel well or something's come up, I find it really hard to then go back into routine. But actually I need to change my mindset and do maybe smaller amounts of activity and stack small habits in order to build them up to create that consistency and kind of... um and achieve that goal of kind of doing things regularly rather than peaks and troughs of, of activity. For me, that's what I want to achieve. It doesn't matter what in, um, whether it's kind of eating healthier food all the time, whether it's exercising consistently on a daily basis, even if it's 10 minutes, because there's no reason I can't do 10 minutes of yoga per day. I mean, seriously. Of course I can achieve that, but why I'm not doing it. So I need to kind of question myself a little bit more about why it's not happening because I want it to and find a way to achieve consistency with that in different elements of my life because I think I will be a lot happier if I was consistent instead of having really like kind of happy phases where I'm doing everything perfectly and getting really tired and kind of worn down from that military operation routine and then kind of going into a slump of I don't really feel like exercising all the time I don't really feel like eating healthy consistently and I'm choosing slightly bad foods or being lazy and buying my lunch when I'm at work instead of you know taking it with me because then I'll make much better choices in terms of what I consume um so I need to I need to work on that that's what that's the person that I want to be a year from now. Tiny habits. Tiny habits. That's why I do the push-ups every day. Doesn't matter if, if I get only get ten in, I've done them. 
and I can I have my journal and I have that checklist and I tick off the box that says and my box says movement. And if I've done stretching, if I've done a few push-ups, if I've gone for a run, doesn't matter which one of those it is, if I've done a workout, I, that box gets ticked. Have I done my movement for today? And yeah, 10 minutes of yoga would classify as you doing your movement. So um, you just need to, yeah, you just need to get back in time. I appreciate, obviously I'm at home and I have those pockets of time where Liliana's not here and you're not here and I'm on my own. So I'm sure if you had that, you know, you're you're at work, but that doesn't mean, you, again, like you said, doesn't mean you can't get it. You just got to be more strategic as to where you fit it in in your day. And even if it's two blocks of five minutes, it's two blocks of five minutes. It might be five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. Um, so finding that time is, is, is down to, you know, what works for your schedule, but yeah, just get it in there. Absolutely. And then rain or shine, no matter how you feel, you, you can, you can wait, you can be assured you can tick that box. It's something you can actually make happen in the day. Right. And I think this is important. Mm. It's something that's in your control. And I think for other people listening as well, I think that's what we need to start focusing on is focusing on what we are in control of and not what we're not. I'm not in control of the train delays and the weather and getting a vaccination or getting a test and all this stuff. It's not really in my control, but I can absolutely wake up in the morning and say today, I'm going to do 10 minutes of stretching. I'm going to do a 10 minute walk. I'm going to eat one portion of vegetables. I mean, I can absolutely make that happen. Um, so yeah, just focusing on those things, I think will, will help, um, in, in that regard. Yeah. Cause I've been doing it at work. I'm managing it at work really well. So even if I've got like 10 to 15 minutes, I could stand around and actually chat to people <laughs> or just faff and make a cup of tea and, and sit down and drink it and maybe browse on my WhatsApp for a second. But I've been spending that time just because I've got students at the moment who I'm um, basically working with them on their fourth year dissertation projects. And so weekly you know, there's different elements or different tasks that need to be done, whether it's phone calls to them or reading their draft work or helping them with their posters. Um, and I always used to try and set aside, you know, a few hours per week for that. But now every time I have 10 to 15 minutes, I just kind of, you know, do odd jobs. Um, and it helps to kind of get things done a little bit faster. So I just need to incorporate that into home life and personal life. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of where I want to be in the grand scheme of things. There's loads of other things I want to do. Um, I really, really want to start upping my game on my arts and crafts because I do really enjoy it. And at the moment, I feel like we don't really have the space. Um, or it's that I'm craving my own space because it's something I've never really had or never really needed or wanted or even asked for is kind of having my own creative space or my workspace or a dedicated area of my own. Um, so I feel like now I've come to the point where we're in lockdown for so long and all I'm doing is kind of going to work and coming home. And then when I'm at home, the three of us are kind of on top of each other because we've got no choice. We don't really, I don't, when I'm at home, I'm always with you two. I'm never here by myself. I don't have any free time, just me. And I feel because that's been happening for so long now because of COVID and kind of just being in routine and even on the weekends now, it's not even like we can really do much by ourselves um, that I'm kind of craving that space. So I need to find a way to make that happen. You will. 
You will find a way. And we're going to find a way. We're working on that space thing. But, you know, we, we made a conscious decision to relocate and we knew that size was going to be a sacrifice of, of moving closer to London. Um, as much as this place is lovely, yeah, we, we are lacking a little bit of space. And when you're in lockdown, of course, that does make a huge difference. But, um, yeah, this is something that we, we learn. We learn and we, we want it. And I think that a lot of the boxes that were ticked to in favor of the move and and maybe some of the ones that weren't were things like a little bit of compromise on space we didn't know that we were going to be in you know lockdown come you know still in well into 20 well not well into 2021 but at the beginning of 2021 we we had no idea what was going to happen um so look it is what it is so we'll just learn from it and uh uh, yeah, we're working on it, but yeah, we're working on the spacing, and we'll, we'll talk more about that soon. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get that, and we'll make it happen. But other than that, I mean, we're doing. I feel like I found ways around it, though I'm not spending time alone um, in the evenings, and when I spend time with you, um, like we've been listening to our music and kind of learning about the artists and the bands and things like that it's finding a new kind of hobby or you know learning just general knowledge you know about things that are going on around you or in the past history um has been quite nice for me i feel like you know um it's a small hobby or it could build into a hobby that we do together which makes me happy finally you've realized where my love of music and how I know so much about it comes from it's you know it's what I've always done and, and I'm glad that you actually enjoyed doing that you know a few times we've done it the modern way of course we don't have I, I, we weren't putting CDs in and reading the CD covers like I used to religiously but um, yeah using the technology to do that is, is great yeah but we found a new way of using old CDs to create a you know new generation way of listening to music so what I've done, just for people listening, is stream. I love listening to music, and Spotify is amazing. But I find what I find, and you probably do this, is when you back in the day when I was a little boy, <laughs> I would buy. Yeah, you know, I I remember working my Saturday job, and I'd get paid cash in hand. It was twenty quid for the whole Saturday. That's how much I used to get paid for s seven hours of work. Um, and it was in Tottenham Court Road in London. I would rush at six o'clock. Uh, with my cash in hand and my 20 quid and I walked down to Virgin Megastore which was on you know used to be on the corner of Tottenham Court Road which I think is now Primark and I would go in there and I would spend my 20 quid all of it on either records or CDs and granted I we probably couldn't buy a lot of CDs with 20 quid maybe a couple if that but then I'd go home and then I'd listen to that CD from start to finish without skipping tracks, without, you know, changing CDs halfway through. And then I would take the little cover out, these things, point to what we, I've got this artwork. I'll share a link and people can see the picture of it. But I would look at the, in, the you know, this little booklet that comes inside the CD cover. I would open that and I'd read it whilst I'm listening to the music. And there'd always be information in there about the artist and where they're from and what they, the recording process for the album, just little bits of information. Um, and it was really interesting. So, and I realized that in, you know, for, for, God, for forever now, over 10, 10, 15 years, we're just not not been doing that and I've not been listening to music in the same way as I used to and 
so this lockdown, one of my projects that I was that I did was I went to my parents' home. Uh, this was before this um, stage lockdown five. It was actually during when we were allowed to um, be more free with movement. I went there and I went to collect all my CDs from my dad's loft. I brought them home. I went onto Amazon. I bought a CD <laughs> a CD drive to connect to my computer because, of course, my computers nowadays don't have a CD drive. And then I ripped or burnt or copied, whatever you want to call it, but I ripped all of the CDs onto uh, my computer. Now, you're, someone's probably listening to this thinking, what an idiot. Why don't you just go onto Spotify and get those same albums? And yes, you can get them on Spotify. I'm going to get geeky on you for a second. What you're listening to on Spotify is an MP3. An MP3 is a compressed file and the quality is nowhere near what my CD sitting in my dad's loft for the last 15 years are. It's not the same. So I can even put some numbers on it for you. I'll, I'll just keep it simple. Let's the, the, the CD, the quality, sorry, the quality you're getting on Spotify is a 300 at the best, 320 as it's, called, as it's called. A real CD is like 1148. Okay, so don't worry about what the numbers mean, but just see that it's multiple times better quality on the CD. So anyway, so I ripped all my CDs onto my computer in the highest quality so I didn't lose any of the um, recording or the quality of the sound, and I burnt them onto my hard drive. And then I found a software where I can play it through my speakers and using my iPad as a remote control. And the software is called Rune. Again, I'm, I'll put all the links in the uh, in the show notes if people are interested in this stuff. And uh, um, yeah, reach out to me if you are, because I'll be more than happy to uh, to talk you through it. And he's looking at me right now like, oh my God, here he goes talking about his technology again. But there's a, there's a, there's a point to this story. So now what I can do is I can listen to music that i own now this is the big thing about spotify that it, it, you, you don't own the music you're just l licensing it or borrowing it for the time you want to listen to it now for me again you know you've already said once on this podcast i'm not a younger guy and i'm not so i like to own things i like to i like to have things that are tangible and all of those cds that i have they're, they're things that i own they're mine they're there's a real thing so I want to be able to listen to those things that I own without being restricted. Like, for example, I can only, only use Spotify if I have access to the internet. I mean, we now know, both of us, the problems we've had with internet in, in this flat. Um, of course, yes, I can offline them. I can download it to my phone and I can still listen to it. But with my own CDs, I don't need to worry about the internet. As long as I've got electricity and some form to play in, I can listen to that music. So anyway, that's just a, a personal thing that I have. But yeah, so we're listening to my CDs that I own from start to finish, like the good old days, and then reading the, the artist information and all of that stuff and album information and where they're from. And, and it's quite cool. And, and yeah, we did it the other day and you really enjoyed it. And now you understand that this is all I used to do for, for many, many years of my life. Uh, and I'm enjoying doing it again. I really am. Um, and not only am I listening to the albums that I own myself i'm listening to new things in that same way so i'm i'll find a new album and i'll put it on like i was like i was doing many years ago and just listen to it from start to finish whereas nowadays with spotify things you just you just get these playlists that are curated for you and you just you just listen and that's great look and it's a great way to discover music and 
you said yourself you found and you have discovered some really good music that way but um yeah i just like, want to make that uh, that make the art of listening an art again you know there was a there was an art before you there was a process that you would have to go through you'd have to you know turn your uh, turn your amplifier on turn your cd player on unpack you know get the plastic cellophane off the cd open it you know maybe dust it off put it in the cd player press play and, and turn the volume up now you just tell Alexa or Google or Siri and then you're listening to your music. So again, I sound like a real grumpy old man, I know, but um, hey, it, it works for me, right? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel relaxed. And in fact, I remember Rungan talking about this on a on a podcast ages ago. He was he was saying the same thing that he did this, uh, but he actually, in fact, he did one better than I did. I did the, the modern version. He, I think he bought an actual old CD player and had a room where all he had was a CD player and his speakers. And that's something I'm definitely going to do in the future. <laughs> now you guys know what I'm going through. But actually, I mean, I've always known you've loved music, but now I really understand why you like music and how that hobby started from when you were a child. It makes sense. And I can see why it makes you so happy to share it with me. Yeah, it does. It does, because I can, I can do it. I can engage in it. We can do it together. Um, so, so yeah, we've both been enjoying the music in the evenings, which is nice. And though I haven't got my own space, I get to share something new with you, which and makes learning. me happy. That's what you were saying. We're learning. We've been watching um, Perfect Planet, which is I'm sure many people are watching. That's been great. Uh, Liliana's been enjoying it as well, which is yeah, she loves it. Which I was surprised that even on the some of the um, the, you know, the the stalking and hunting scenes, and she's actually a lot, a lot better with that stuff now. Um, yeah so it's been it's been educational and she she's uh, she's loving it so yeah so just spending our time learning and, and broadening our minds and you know learning more about how to you know look after our well-being and um how to you know grow our podcasts and and you know just 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 things like that so i think that's been it's been a good use of our time so i'm certainly looking forward to um more to come on on this podcast i've got some really cool uh guests lined up i'm, I'm going to be doing a lot more focus on diabetes as well i'm going to be speaking to a few people from the diabetes prevention program i just had a a, a podcast with um uh with uh um, tara on the uh, rewind program which is the diabetes remission program so there's going to be more podcasts like that to follow so i'm hoping there's going to be a lot more content and good content for people to engage you with and listen to so that's that's great um work-wise as well there's so much happening we are really busy um there's so many other projects that uh, the company are involved with so i'm quite excited to hear more about them talking about using technology and work one of the things i want to do and i haven't actually said mentioned this to anyone yet but i want to try and bring a do something for the coaches so have a platform for the coaches who are coaching on this program to um engage and talk to each other some sort of open free space and, i mean we have slack and we have messages but maybe do a podcast for them or i don't i don't know i'm just trying to think of a way youtube channel something where we can go to to sort of get resources and, and you know support from each other i don't know it's something that's i'm thinking about and i'll, I'll figure out a way of manifesting it but yeah it's exciting exciting times ahead for sure yeah building a little network which will be great in fact today my uh, manager at king's um emailed me and asked me if i wanted to do a presentation about my podcast to fourth year pharmacy students about making the most of their fourth year um pharmacy degree 
and kind of going into the world of becoming a pharmacist. I'm really excited because I get to talk about the podcast, yeah, to 100 plus students. Um, and it's a Q&A session. So we'll hopefully students will have some good questions and we can engage in conversation about careers and what they want to do and what they're passionate about and kind of how to make the most of their time um, as a new professional. Yeah, and that's something we need to do for your podcast is to get get it that career part of it more focused as well. And, and, and we've talked about using, we'll do, you know, talking about doing some podcast recordings about interview tips and techniques and things like that using my previous experience in in recruitment albeit it was, it was a while ago but i think there's a lot of relevance still to today um and um in fact we were talking about this last night weren't we about um etiquette on zoom or video conferencing Microsoft oh, yeah. teams and uh um should you should you if you have a bit if you have a business meeting would you dress up like you would like you know suit and tie on a zoom or a team's call and we weren't we were kind of toying around with it but the killer the, the clincher was i said well okay what if it was a job interview so i would you would right if it was yeah. a job interview and you had to do it over zoom or teams or whatever video conferencing you would make an effort so why should it not reflect if you're having a business meeting if you would do this if you would do the same thing in person if you had a business meeting then why would you not do it just because you're at home? I know, it's weird. It's, I know, it's, I'm not, again, I don't know if there's a right or wrong here, but I'm interested to know what the, someone thinks. Maybe we need to have some sort of etiquette, some sort of code. <laughs> like you do in the real world, right? There's no, there's no, I don't know, is there a, is there, yeah, I guess there is. There when is, you, when dress you, when code you, policy. Yeah, you have dress code policies, right? When you have an interview, you will say formal dress or, you know, or is it just, I don't know, would they say, a company would have a dress code policy. But yeah, again, it's just a dumb thing, isn't it? You have an interview, you dress up. If I, mm. Every interview I've had, I've always worn a suit, even if it was for, even when it was an interview for a personal trainer. I used to go in suits, remember? Mm. I went to Chili Pilates, I went for an interview there, I went in a suit. I went to a few of these gyms when we got back here from UAE, I went in a suit. The only time I didn't was in when we were in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. When I went to meet Capital Fitness, I didn't go in a suit. I went in workout gear. So, but that was slightly different. It's a slightly different industry. But when I got back here, for some reason, I just clocked back, clicked back into wear a suit. It's a job interview. <laughs> um, so anyway, there you go. That, what, what do you think? I'm interested to know what the listeners think about um, should you should you dress up? Um, if you just had a meeting with your colleague, you, you don't. We don't. Right? You don't. I, at King's, all of us are just looking quite relaxed. Yeah. And... You know, people's dogs have a little show on the on the Microsoft Teams meetings, like Ernie and Neville. Yeah, I think that's to be expected. That that's okay. <laughs> but I think if it's something more formal, uh, maybe you're meeting a client for the first time, a prospective client. You know, um, any anything like this. And so, yeah, I try to I, I make sure I'm wearing you know a, a jumper or a shirt or a collar or something when I'm doing my um, Microsoft Teams coaching sessions. Because but you still got your pajamas on. They, they don't can't see the bottom half, can they? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the news the news anchors are wearing underneath uh, the desk you don't right and this is so yeah uh, yeah i it looks it's appearance isn't it it looks like i'm i'm, I'm dressed up smartly so it doesn't matter if i've got my pajamas on they don't know that yeah no it's just funny stop giving away my tricks <laughs> but my dad does the same doesn't your dad he? is exactly the same <laughs> he does exactly the same but he has done for like 30 years yeah he's worked home for, he's at worked at home for, for 30 years that's why okay all right that was good 
Um, well, I don't know when we we'll do this again. We'll try and do it again. But, yeah, sooner um, rather than later, because we we haven't done one for so long, and I feel like I really miss recording with you. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll do it. Um, this this new setup we've got is interesting. I'll put I'll put up a picture of how we're um, how we're recording this right now. It's quite <laughs> it's, it's quite hilarious. Um, good. Thank you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll speak soon. See you guys later. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Pharmacist Diaries UK and on Twitter at Farm Diaries UK. That is P-H-A-R-M Diaries UK. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you can be notified when a new episode is released. Finally, please visit Apple Podcasts and leave me a review as it will help the podcast reach more people. If you have any suggestions for guests you want me to talk to or if you'd like to come on yourself, please feel free to contact me via social media or email at info at pharmacistdiaries.com.